help. To give or provide what is necessary to accomplish a task or satisfy a need. Contribute strength or means to. Render assistance to. Cooperate effectively with. Aid. Assist. Hey folks, KJ Bell. Welcome to an episode of An Other Way. It's been a while. It's the first episode in uh, I, I don't even I don't even know. It's been a long time. I've moved. I moved from Colorado to California, Los Angeles. Lots of new in my life. It's very exciting. A little scary. Mostly exciting. And I'm ready to get back to the podcast. So here we are. Almost. We're almost completely here. I'm I'm holding my mic. I don't know where my mic stand is. <laughs> it's either in a box I haven't unpacked or it's still in Colorado because there's still some stuff that hasn't quite made it out yet. But we're recording, and that's the important thing. So today we're talking about help. If you're like me, you have a hard time asking for help. I do. I hate it. I don't like doing it. I don't want to do it. Because I have this sort of, I don't know what it is, it's, it's, I, I feel like I sh need to do everything myself. It's some combination of if you want something done right and something else. I don't know. A need for, a need to prove myself. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Asking for help is not a bad thing. I just, it's, it's hard when you're fiercely, fiercely independent. It's definitely a problem. It's definitely a problem. And asking for help comes in many forms. Many, many forms. And you might think it's kind of weird for me to be talking about asking for help when in a podcast about creativity because so many creative things are a solo venture. You know, yes, there's collaboration, but at the end of the day, like when my writing partner and I write, very rarely are we like going back and forth. It's usually one of us writes a thing and then we give it to the other to read and we kind of put input notes or we do a back and forth with an outlining thing, but one of us actually does the physical writing. Maybe other people work differently. I don't know. But so much of what we do as, as creative people is done alone. So you might think it's kind of weird for me to be talking about help. And this is not a podcast on collaboration. That's that's something else. One thing I like to talk about when I talk about help is this idea that I saw in a TED Talk, because I'm addicted to TED Talks. So there's, there's a really nice TED Talk by Elizabeth Gilbert, who, if, and if you don't know who she is, she wrote Eat, Pray, Love. And if you have never heard of Eat, Pray, Love, um, what? Like... Where are you living? What rock are you living under <laughs> that you haven't heard about it? I'm not saying you have to have read it because I still haven't read it, but you should have at least heard about it, right? Anyway, so she did this talk where she, um, it was kind of, it was kind of in two parts. She, at first she talked about how she was kind of dealing with a situation where her biggest success was likely behind her because this was this talk was given after the book came out and you know it was a massive bestseller um 
And she presented this idea of, you know, there are artists throughout history who have, you know, there's, that, there's that tortured artist idea. And that thing that I've talked about a few times where we have this image of the lone artist in the tower with, with you know, just creating and creating all day, um, which is not completely wrong, but again, it's not right for a number of reasons. But she then presents this idea of the genius or the daemon. And it's this ancient Greek and Roman idea. The Greeks called it a daemon, the, or the Romans called it a genius. And their idea of the genius was, was sort of a, a separate entity that, kind of, that lived in the walls of the artist's studio and came out to help. And the comparison that Elizabeth Gilbert makes is it, it acts like Dobby the house elf. That's what she used, which I just, I loved because I'm, you know, a big fan of the Harry Potter. Um, so it was, it was this idea that, that the art came from a separate sort of external place. And her whole idea with this talk was that eventually, you know, the idea of genius got shifted away from that separate entity thing to being applied to the person. And her whole um, thesis, theory, idea was that this was catastrophic for artists because it put it puts the burden and the pressure on the artist now and that was just a very interesting idea to me because because we do tend to put a lot of pressure on ourselves as creative people to come up with ideas and to think of things and just and be very um we want to be creative we don't want to be boring and it can be frustrating to feel like we're kind of stagnant and it can be a lot of pressure. And I think that, that, I think that destroys a lot of careers before they get started is that desire to strive for genius and it gets into perfection and, and bloody bloody blah. But the reason I bring that up and I talk about help is because I think if, if we shift away from this idea of putting all the burden on ourselves and think of the idea of having help. I think it does dramatic things. When I first heard this idea, I was like, <laughs> that um, if you remember the voices that I have named, Brent came out, the sullen teenager in my head. I was like, this is a stupid idea. Like, it's just so dumb. Like, something else, like, like an invisible, like Dobby, like what the, f it's so stupid. But I tried it and I tried thinking I tried thinking differently about it. And one of the things that she talks about, one of the stories I, I love in this talk is she talks about um, some famous songwriter. I don't, I don't remember who she uses as the example, but um, she said he told her a story once about he was driving in traffic and had a melody drift through his head. And he said, can't you see that I'm driving? Like he just spoke out loud. Come back later. And it did. Ever since I heard that, I, I started talking and kind of thinking of the idea of the genius. And it sounds crazy, but I was already a fan of talking to myself because that's how I like organize things. I mean, clearly, I'm a fan of talking to myself because I'm doing this podcast. I like the sound of my own voice. Not really. I hate the sound of my voice. <laughs> I can't, I have a very, I can't listen back to these podcasts because it just drives me crazy. Anyway, but 
it's strange because you do start to feel a separate sort of entity and maybe it's a figment of my imagination maybe it's you know god coming through some sort of way whatever you want to believe all i know is it's there and it helps because there have been times where i've where i've, I've been like i'm here at the page can you help me here i'm having a hard time and ideas will start to come or there are times usually at night because um, my brain is so it's it's so crazy up there there's so much going on um that sometimes i have a very difficult time getting to sleep and so there are nights when i'll just be having ideas fire off like a, a few weeks ago i i'm working i'm currently working on this uh music theory method book that i think is is really good and i like it but i got to thinking one night about how it could expand out into other areas and how there could be a violin method book that follows the same sort of structure and then i started kind of planning out the violin method in my head before i'd even i was like three pages into writing the music theory one so i was getting ahead of myself like i tend to do this happens all the time and i was laying there and it was like 2 a.m and i needed to be up early and i finally just i said this out loud i was like thank you for bringing me these ideas can we not right now can you bring them later and they stopped and i was able to go to sleep it's so bizarre but it works i'm telling you i write to my genius every day in my morning pages i do my mantra at the top i do the it's okay to be an artist thing that i that i usually close the podcast out with i do a little um prayer to the universe that I've started doing lately and then I do a little thing to my genius and I, I say variations on dear genius I come to the page to meet you I hope we can work together to get some work done I will be here no matter what I hope you will join me let's begin and it just it feels it helps me to center myself artistically it helps me to, to kind of prepare myself for the work that's going to happen and it just, it, it, it feels nice. And I think that's what we need with our art at the end of the day, is we need to feel prepared and feel like we're not alone. And I think that's the biggest thing with the help here, is that beginning to think of, of a separate entity helping you out makes you not feel so alone. And I just like that. This podcast is brought to you by Horizon Creative Studio, the home of another way. Now featuring the Horizon blog, where I will have articles. There's one up there right now, but there and there are more on the way. On creativity and music, the article that's up right now is, is about basics of breathing. So if you want to figure out how to breathe better, it's focused on vocal technique, but who doesn't want to breathe better? There are some great exercises in that article. Um, you can check that out at horizoncreativestudio.com and then slash blog, I think, for that. But there are links on the, on the homepage. It's also brought to you by Great Grand Projects, a collective of writers and uh, other creative people on the web at greatgrandprojects.com. 
So we talked about the genius, but there's a, there's a couple of similar ideas that I have found throughout the years that I think are really fun. Um, Y'all know I, I like me some RuPaul. I like me some RuPaul podcast. I have gotten many good things from the RuPaul podcast with Michelle Visage. What's the tea? Um, including, I, I'm pretty sure that's how I figured out about the artist's way, the book, and, and read that was, was through one of their podcasts. But there's a thing that he says in, in on one episode that somebody told him once, and it was... Um, there are angels everywhere that will rush in to help the second you ask for it. And, you know, if you listen to the faith episode, you know that I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't call myself religious. Um, if I had to put a label on what I am, I guess I, I guess I would go with atheist. I don't really know. I do. It's, it's hard to explain, but that's the point of the faith episode. Episode nine. Take a listen. <laughs> um, so use whatever word you want to for angels, but it, it does feel, again, it's, it's that feeling good thing. And in reconciling this idea of there are angels and there are separate entities that will come and help you, in trying to reconcile this idea with, with some of the thoughts that I've had over the past few years about you know spirituality and religion and things, there's a part of me that is very cynical and very much in the in feels like you know all of this that you're that you're thinking is just a placebo that's all it is and maybe that's true but it feels like it helps and the placebo effect is a real thing but you know sometimes the power of the mind is is a very power of the mind is very powerful um but it's true you know if it's as long as you're feeling something i don't think it's necessarily a bad thing and if you're feeling happier and feeling more free in your creative process do whatever you need to do as long as you're not murdering anybody go for it is my thought behind that and i don't know how you would be murdering somebody in your creative process Unless your creative outlet is serial killing, which I suppose we're heading down a dark road here. Let's 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 back up. <laughs> but um, it is strange because there have been times where I have done this and I've just said, I need help with this just out loud to whatever. And said, so I need help with this and help has come. And maybe it's one of those things where. I find it because I'm looking for it. I don't know what is happening. Cats are doing something weird. But um, maybe maybe it is something where I, I'm looking, I'm finding what I'm looking for. Because bias is a real thing in the world. But again, if it feels like, if it makes me, if it helps me feel better and more creative, why not? Same goes for you. <laughs> um... Another thing that I really enjoy, it's in one of Julia Cameron's uh, Artist's Way books. I think it's in the second one, which is uh, Walking in This World, I think. I don't really remember where it is. I just know it is in there somewhere. She talks about this idea of um, using creative saints. And it's a very interesting idea to me. And the whole idea of it is to kind of 
appeal to past artists for advice and she talks to she talks about a composer friend of hers who who when he's composing uh talks to different composers and asks and asks them for advice and he, it, like i don't remember exactly what it is but he says like oh yeah mozart is this way but when i talk to handel it's very much this way and it's that was just interesting to me as a musician because you do notice different things in different composers works you, most if you're a trained musician you can hear the difference between mozart and handel you can hear that there's a there's a piece um of music it's it's some sort of i don't remember what the title of it is but it's one of those pieces that is contested and this happens fairly frequently with with pieces from a long time ago where they're not sure if it was written by leopold mozart wolfgang's dad or um or franz joseph haydn and playing it you're like no this is this is haydn because leopold just from everything that we know was a very strict and very stern he was he was the original momager sorry chris jenner leopold mozart was the original momager and haydn was just very fun and just playing this piece he, he haydn was a joker and just playing this piece, you get the sense that it was written by somebody who was more buoyant than Leopold Mozart. So I would I would bet money that it was actually written by Haydn. But uh, what was I? Where was I going with this? Um, Creative Saints, right? <laughs> it's an interesting idea to me, and. Um, Again, I have tried this. I recently played um, my my final concert with with the symphony I played with in Colorado. Actually, was uh, had the Bartok Concerto for Orchestra on it. And if you don't know anything about Bartok, he's he was writing in the twentieth century, and he was very um, he's one of those composers that you either love him or you hate him. Very few people just feel kind of eh about. Bartok, they usually, I, I know some people who just can't stand Bartok because he was very experiment, he liked to experiment, <laughs> very experimental, there's the word. Um, and I, I kind of fall into the camp of, I think his music is interesting as a composer because I see the things that he was doing and especially when the conductor explained some of the stuff that was going on, it was like, oh yeah, that's really cool. Playing it was awful, and I was complaining to no end. I was like, there's no pattern here, and it makes no sense, and there's no sort of, there's no good fingering for this, and I can't just, I just can't figure this out, and I was complaining and to no end. And then one day, I had this realization, and it was, it was closer to the concert than I would have liked it to have been, but I thought, you know, this piece of music for Bartok, he felt the same way that you feel about things like the podcast. This was one of his creative children. And that deserves a level of respect, even if it's not your cup of tea, that deserves something. And so I went back into the practice room and I went, okay. And I, again, saying this out loud, I said, okay, I'm sorry, Bartok. Can you help me figure out how to play this? 
And then I started practicing again. And it was immediately easier. And maybe it was just my change in attitude. But maybe it was something else, too. One never knows. I'm not arrogant enough to say that anything is definite in this universe. I'm going to try whatever I can to be the best creative person I can possibly be. And if that means asking for help from dead people, sure, as long as it works. But I've done it since, and it's so funny. I was playing a Bach piece the other day, and... Um, I had a professor in college who said something about she loved playing the Bach cello suites because um, they're constantly going on around the world. They're so ubiquitous now amongst the classical community that they're always being done. And so she felt like she, she said that she felt like she was joining some sort of cosmic conversation. And uh, I was playing this Bach piece that I hadn't played before, and I, I, was, I couldn't figure out how to phrase it. And without like, this was this was, pretty much unconscious at this point. I was I was, looking at this, phrase, and I was like, "How the hell did you want this to be played?" Just quietly like that to myself. I just kind of whispered it, and um, the answer came to me, right after I said that. It was so weird, and it does it did feel kind of like a separate entity. It did kind of feel like I had a teacher that went, why don't you try it this way? I encourage you to try this. No matter what your art, pick your favorite person and make them your creative saint. If you're a painter, ask Picasso what he would do. You know, if you're a photographer, um, I don't know any famous photographers that are dead. Robert Maplethorpe? Is he still alive? He's not still alive, is he? I'm gonna Google it. Gonna Google it. Um, try it. See why not? It can't hurt. Is my whole premise of this episode. He is dead. Oh, he's been dead a while. <laughs> oh, I feel bad when I. Take time out of the... I should pause, and I should edit, but I'm not going to. We're just going to let it flow. Anyway. Um, so that's the help that you can get when you're still alone. But not really, depending on your, depending on your personal belief system. Um, but then there's the help that you can get from a physical person, people around you. And again, this can be really hard stuff to do, but you know, maybe, maybe ask your partner to do the dishes so that you can write for 10 more minutes. Maybe ask a friend to come over for half an hour to watch the kids so that you can paint for that half hour and then give them lunch or something. As much as I hate it, no man is an island. I would like to be my own self-sufficient island. I would like to be Great Britain. I don't think that's a good example. 
because I don't think I'd want to be Great Britain right now with the brand. Anyway, anyway, forget I said that. We'll cut this, except we won't. Um, you know, ask the people in your lives for help. This is very pot to kettle, but you know, this is one of those situations where you should not learn from my example. So I had a piece premiered. I conducted a piece that I wrote with a choir that I sang with. This was in April. Next weekend, it was actually at that same time that I was playing that Bartok concert. One of the um, flute players in that orchestra who was at the concert where I premiered my choral work and was a former professor of mine came up to me and said, I really enjoyed your piece and I, I can give you the contact info for a lady at this publishing house that I've worked with. I think she'd really enjoy it if you would like to publish it. And I said, that would be fantastic. I will email you this week. You know how long I waited to email her? Like a month and a half? And I wrapped it up in excuses of, of I didn't want, I was, I was, it's, it's too busy. I'm too busy to send the email. I was said I was too busy to send an email to sit down and say, Hey, that thing that we talked about, let's do that. It wouldn't take any longer than that to type. It didn't take any longer than that to type when I finally did it. It was all my stubbornness to not want to ask for help. And you know, the stupid thing is, I have that lady's email address now. I still haven't emailed her. And it's been, uh, let's see, that was April. It's now almost August. Yeah. Yeah. So this is one of those situations where do as I say, not as I do. Because I might have been a published composer two months ago. But I didn't want to take the help. I'm going to email her this weekend, I swear to you. <laughs> if you're following me on Twitter, tweet me on Monday and ask me if I emailed or put pressure on me. <laughs> but seriously, I know it's hard. I know you may not want to. Ask people for help. And maybe not even about big things like that. Ask the person in your class how they do that thing that you admire in their practice ask your teacher how they got where they were where they are whatever ask for help from any source possible it's not a bad thing you might feel like it is like i do but it's not <laughs> so that wraps up this episode of Another Way. Go out there and ask for some help. Be creative. Because it is okay to be an artist. It is okay to create. It is okay to be exactly as you are right now. It is okay. You are okay. And I'm okay.